You're listening to Talking Taiwan with your host, Felicia Lin. Welcome to the Talking Taiwan podcast. Today, my guest on the podcast is Mia Min Yen. She is the founder and organizer of Taiwanese Waves, which is going to take place on July 29th. Taiwanese Waves is a part of Summer Stage in New York Central Park. That's the largest outdoor concert series in Central Park. Mia, you are such a busy person. I'm so glad to finally have you on the podcast. Thanks for having me. Great. Um, so yeah, for people who are listening to the podcast and who don't know, the Summer Stage is a free outdoor concert series in Central Park, the largest outdoor concert series. And I remember way back when seeing Sarah McLaughlin, I think it was like back in 94, I'm like dating myself now, when it was at the <laughs> Namburg Bandshell, but it's moved on to a you know, bigger space, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. So tell us about Taiwanese Waves. Where does that name come from and what's the idea behind Taiwanese Waves? So Taiwanese Wave is part of, like you said, it's part of the Summer Stage series where we're celebrating music talents from Taiwan. Mm-hmm. Last year was the first year we hosted Taiwanese Wave at Summer Stage. And mm-hmm. before we named it Taiwanese Waves, it was just like, you know, celebrating Taiwan or like Taiwanese Day. But I wanted to make it, I guess, sounding more like fits New York more. Mm-hmm. So I like the idea of waves, you know, like Taiwan is in the Pacific Ocean waves and Music in a way is waves, waves land, and everything. So I was like, oh, Chinese waves. It's it's a great name, actually. So great. So you came up yes. with the name yourself? Uh, me and my friends, oh, we great. were discussing what mm-hmm. we should do, and somebody came up, and we all voted that was a great name. Yeah, yeah, I like that because you know you hear the term about music waves and things like that. So I can see exactly. the connection. Yeah. So, you know, so I'm sure something like this just doesn't happen overnight and there's like a little backstory. Like, could you tell me a little bit about that and, you know, how this all happened? And, and maybe we could even go back in time a little bit more and just tell me how you even got started in this career, this sort of work. I always love concerts and live music industry. Mm-hmm. And so for my senior year in college, I had an internship with a music venue. Mm-hmm. in New York City called The yep. Living Room. Mm-hmm. And after that, I got an internship with Summer Stage. Mm-hmm. I was on the PR team for, oh, for that whole summer. Were you studying so was, music or music major or something like that or production? I'm, I was a mass communication uh-huh. major. Oh, and okay. I did media management for a master. So mm-hmm. it's all like related, but mm-hmm. I'm always more on the behind the scene music mm-hmm. side. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, so I did this internship with Summer Stage. And it was a really good summer. It's my first time experiencing the whole summer stage thing. And I really like the music festival. I think the the vibe was great. The lineup was great. Mm-hmm. Everybody that worked there were great. I was like, wow, it would be really cool if one day I could bring Asian talents over. Because mm-hmm. I realized they don't have a show that's dedicated to, to any artist from Asia. Mm-hmm. And coming from the background where I used to go to see music all the time when I was in Taiwan in high school, mm-hmm. I'm super proud of the bands and the musicians of Taiwan. So mm-hmm. I I was, I would be really, really great if I could bring musicians from, from Taiwan and host a Taiwanese day at wow. Summer Stage. Mm-hmm. That was back in 2000. 
And I read somewhere that you were actually were doing something like that before you even did. Is that correct? Before the internship, that you actually helped some bands to yes. book um, dates or like small performances in New York. Can yes. you talk a little bit about that? So, because I did the internship, the music venue, I eventually started working at a few music venues, just mm-hmm. doing shows, booking, and stuff. I started working with a lot of American bands in, in, in the first place, and eventually I was like, wow, you know, some, some, sometimes when I, I'm, I'm at shows, I think of the bands that are on stage, and they sometimes reminds me of some Taiwanese band, mm-hmm. or just bands that I know back home. Mm-hmm. Um, and I always wanted to bring some of them overseas. And so I think it was too long after that summer, I started doing, I started reaching out to a few Chinese bands and asked them if they are interested in coming overseas to play in New York. Many of them are applying for playing at South by Southwest, oh, which is the great music festival in Austin that right. happens every March. Mm-hmm. So I would ask the bands if they're be interested in coming to New York before or after since they're, oh. they're in the States already. Right. So I started like hosting little showcases here and there, mm-hmm. featured them with artists in New York, um, and you know just broaden the the community and and let people know that all oh, their bands from Taiwan and they sound like this. Well, so um, you must really be up on all the music in Taiwan to really be keeping pace of you know what bands are out there, you know, yeah. currently and up and coming yeah. and all that. Actually, not just Taiwan. I mm-hmm. like keep my radar on for like all over the place wow, really? <laughs> like I've been I've been uh, just keeping my my year on actually for a lot of the French bands mm-hmm. recently mm-hmm. and obviously like Taiwan China Japan yeah, yeah. and even Korea there are some really cool Korean bands Wow, well, you must really love this because I can't imagine even just keeping up with bands from one place like one country it seems like that's like a lot to keep up with <laughs> Yeah, yeah. But a lot of them are also like friends' recommendation, like word of mouth still. Mm-hmm. So right. Think, yeah. Right. Were you still in college when you were doing bookings for these different bands around New York? I think I, that year I graduated. Mm-hmm. But I, so I did that for a year and then mm-hmm. I started grad school. Mm-hmm. But throughout grad school, I was still doing the same thing. But I also took um, a job as a tour manager mm-hmm. for some bands. Mm-hmm. And I worked with Zhang Shen, mm-hmm. which is Ampu. Okay. I worked with her for mm-hmm. her East Coast tour in um, oh. 2014. Mm-hmm. I think it was October, September and October. So we did a run from, you know, just few cities in, in the West East Coast. Mm-hmm. And I really enjoyed it. I really like hands-on and, you know, coordination, mm-hmm. emailing and mm-hmm. finding everything. So Later on, it was because of that I started uh, reaching out to more bands where I don't just book them for shows, but I start doing tours for them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Wow, that's great. Um, so you have any interesting stories about that? Because, I mean, it just sounds like there's a huge undertaking to, you know, quite a production to plan all these kinds of things. <laughs> per, uh, interesting story, let me think. I, I can get back to you on that, but... I feel like most of the jobs you learn about it while doing it. Yeah. And this so, is before you even got your internship at Summer Stage? 
this was after. But oh, at okay. summer stage, I was doing like PR work. Right. Oh, you know, so okay. it wasn't really like, you know, organizing mm-hmm. everything. So you just have to, I did a lot of research on my own. For example, like when I am routing for mm-hmm. cities and venues, I do mm-hmm. a lot of research on, you know, how long does it take from this place, this city to the next city? What's right. the venue capacity? Like, right. what date would it fall on? What's mm-hmm. the mm-hmm. target mod- audience marketing? Right. You know, all mm-hmm. that. So. Right. Yeah, there's a lot of logistics going to that. Totally. So, yeah. So when did you finish your internship at Summer Stage? Just that summer. So it was 2013 from June to August. Okay. And then that, soon after that, you went, with the, went to them with this idea about Taiwanese waves? Yes. Okay. I think that summer after I, I proposed the idea of having a, I actually said, you know, it is, there's a huge Asian population in New York. Mm-hmm. And if you can find the right act, I'm sure we can pack summer stage, no problem. Uh-huh. Yeah. So you really just approached it more in a general sense in the beginning that maybe you got, maybe summer stage should consider having some Asian acts from Asia. Yes. Okay. Great. And what was the reaction? The reaction was they are definitely interested. Mm-hmm. They also know. But the thing is, they don't speak the language. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they don't know the market. Because they don't speak the language, it's hard for them to collect information yeah. about who they should should bring. Because Summer Stage is a pretty big space. Right. The capacity is 5,000 people. Mm-hmm. So... They have to have somebody that sounds good, but can also draw well. Right. So I, you know, I proposed the idea. They're interested, but they didn't think it was time to do it yet. Mm-hmm. They probably need some more time to do research and understand the market. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. And maybe something even more specific, because that sounds pretty broad. It's potential, yes. but very broad. Okay. So then I'm sure you must have gone back and pitched them a few more times, or maybe you... I mean, at some point, is that when you started to think maybe you should pitch something more specific, like Taiwanese music? Or? This year after I joined, uh, I also have a huge passion for for photography, uh-huh. and especially music photography. So oh, I great. do a lot of concert. Yeah. Anyway, so I went back to Summer Stage and started shooting for Summer Stage the mm-hmm. year after. Mm-hmm. And I proposed the idea again. And said, if if you guys would love to have a day, I'm so happy and honored to help you and suggest Taiwanese band mm-hmm. because that's what I'm most familiar with. Mm-hmm. But again, same thing, like wasn't proper timing, so mm-hmm. we didn't produce the show. Right. And so it was fi- uh, 2015. I proposed again. And this time they're interested and basically say, you seem to know what you're talking about. Like, why don't you do a presentation and introduce us to some acts that you think would be suitable? Mm -hmm. So I had a few names and talked to Summer Stage about it. Right. So you had to do a Um, whole presentation and come up with a deck and, you know... Yeah, it was more like a PowerPoint Mm -hmm. of these artists and, like, the links to their music uh-huh. and blah 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 blah. Yeah, okay. yeah. I mean, it was actually was, really uh-huh, sure. easy. Really, like, well, yeah, for not, you probably not very nerve cracking. Sorry. Yeah, uh-huh. not very nerve cracking. Like it's oh, just okay. sharing. To me, it was like sharing music I like to people. 
then you're the right so. person to be doing this, obviously. <laughs> when I think about that, I'm like, how do you even go about curating something like that? You know, like to pick, because, you know, first of all, these artists, they're not even seeing English, right? Yeah. And so how do you decide, like, what do you think is going to be well-received by, you know, the people in New York? Right. Like public, you know? For sure, I know that the headliner has to fit the summer stage image, which right. means, like, it has to be, you know, family oriented, mm-hmm. um, easy to listen. Mm-hmm. It just when you think of summer stage, that the music that comes out it's the 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 people you're looking for, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, so anyway, summer stage really like Ampu and she they think that her voice is very unique. Right. And they love folk music too. Right. So so she was a headliner we we both uh, both party agreed on. And mm-hmm. so for for openers I was thinking, you know, it's the first year, so I have to try to pack the place as right. much as possible. Right. So we we went over a few ideas, and I went for a safe card, which was a rock band. Uh-huh. Everybody, you know, likes rock yeah. music, and uh-huh. this band Wangfu has been the music scene for a very long time. They're mm-hmm. well-known, but mm-hmm. they've never come to New York. Oh, okay. So Somerset really liked their music, too, so, you know, yeah. they're our first Hope and Idea. Um, opener option Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. but for the last band I wanted to bring something different Mm -hmm. meaning I wanted to bring an emerging band that maybe not a lot of people know to to New York for summer stage so Mm -hmm. you know people here get a chance to meet them and they will have a chance to play on the bigger stage that's why we I went at for a roller coaster Mm, um the idea of curating last year's lineup was how do I pack the place and draw the most people where I can have people meet the new talents. Right. So, right. Yeah. Right. Well, I mean, I think it was a huge success. Unfortunately, I wasn't able to make it. I heard about it, mm. but I had something <laughs> else going on that day. I'll definitely be there this year. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And, um, for you, what do you think makes a successful event? Um, and specifically, what would you think make would make for a successful summer stage concert? And then what do you think your bosses are looking for? Because obviously you did do something right because you've been asked to come back again. Right. I think they're happy to see the lineup is diversified. Mm-hmm. You know, past few years, more and more festivals are including bands from Europe, bands from Asia. So... Any way to make the lineup and the audience to more diversified, they're happy. Are there and any other concert series in the, in the summer stage that are what you consider diverse or international? Yes. Mm-hmm. So they work closely with Brazil. So there's oh. always the Brazil Day mm-hmm. and also Canada Day oh, okay. and a French Day. Okay. They also have, you know, like a day dedicated to Puerto Rico right. or, or Latin music. Right. So it was really nice that we had the chance to bring music from Asia over. Yeah, definitely. Can you tell me a little bit about the bands who are going to be performing at this year's Chinese Waves? So this year, I kind of changed the uh, approach for a lineup. Mm-hmm. I wanted to bring, I guess, the more cultural side of, of Taiwan, mm-hmm. meaning the different dialects that are used in right. Taiwan. If you look at the lineup this year, I have one group. They're performing mainly in Taiwanese, okay. Taiyu, okay. Uh, which is Mihoqi, Fire mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
And there's two folk singer-songwriter that will be performing Mandarin. They are Huang Jie and Huang Xiaozhen. They're mm-hmm. all like very well-known singer-songwriters in Taiwan. And the last one, which I, I'm actually really excited about, is I'm bringing um, tribal artist over. Mm-hmm. Sambui is his name. He is from the Beinan tribe. Oh. And he'll be performing in his native tongue. Right, so it's one of the Aboriginal tribes in Taiwan. Yes. Yeah, that's great. Um, I'm curious about Fire Earth because um, they, their single, The Island Sunrise, it right. actually became a theme song for the Sunflower Movement. I've heard like different versions. There's like an English version of the song and the Taiwanese version. And I didn't know. So that song was, they wrote that song? They wrote that song yeah. in Taiwanese. Oh, okay. And I think, I feel like the English one was a cover by, by somebody. Yeah, it's just not the same. <laughs> to me personally, <laughs> maybe I'm biased, but um, you know, the Taiwanese version was so much more touching to me and I actually right. happened to be in Taiwan at the time that the Sunflower Movement happened so it's very personal to me right, so right, I witnessed right. a lot of it um wh- where were you at that time I was actually in New York oh, okay. I was in New York but I was also I actually remember that day pretty clearly or that period of time because mm-hmm. I was actually hosting my first I guess music showcase where I featured bands from Taiwan oh and um, two of the bands were from Taiwan and one was after South by South by they came uh-huh. over and the other one was just in New York so we did oh. this showcase and uh, it, there were a lot of people that night and I think everybody's energy mm-hmm. was very very it's just I can't even forget that night it's yeah. because what's happening at home yeah. and they're mm-hmm. you know here and everybody was a broad setting or just mm-hmm. here we're yeah. all at the mix showcase yeah, yeah. So yeah, it was remember. such an intense uh, period of time in history. Right. I can't even begin to explain to anybody who wasn't there to see what happened. I mean, I was very fortunate to have been in Taiwan right at that time when they broke into the legislature and, you know, for all the time after that. Um, so it's really fascinating to me. Um, uh, so, I mean, like, had you heard about Fireworks before that single? Yes. Yeah. So they're already on your radar. Yes, definitely. So what is your long-term vision for Taiwanese Waves? Um, And have you thought about things that you want to do beyond the summer stage? For Taiwanese Waves, I would love to, if I can get more funding, if I start doing uh, shows elsewhere, Mm -hmm. maybe collaborate with with other music festivals and cities and bring Taiwanese Wave. Mm-hmm. Um, the bands to the West Coast or even just outside the States. That's great. So you see it as its own brand and maybe going other places. Yes. Yeah. I'd, I'd, I'd love that if, you know, it works. Right. And where does your love of music come from? Are you a musician or like, did you, uh, do you know how to play any instruments? Like, uh, is mm-hmm. there musicians in your family, music in your family? I don't play music. I tried to learn, but I, you know, gave up. Um, oh, no. But, Maybe but you're too hard I, on yourself. You're such a music <laughs> lover. But my parents, both of them work in the media industry and, I guess, music industry uh-huh. for a very long time. Uh-huh. And in Taiwan? My, Did you grow up in, in Taiwan, Taiwan right? Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, my aunt 
was also she used to be a DJ at um, oh. a couple of radio stations in Taiwan. So growing up, there's always music around. Um, she would also share, always share music with me every Sunday when we visit. Wow. Her. And oh, yeah, and really she neat. takes me to concert. So did my dad. Oh, my so you had an early training. <laughs> hmm. I think so. I I remember my first show. I quite don't remember who was it, but it was definitely in like fourth grade or something. Oh wow! That I went. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're definitely um, set to go on this path at very early age. I think But it took me a while to uh-huh. realize. What I like to do. Oh, sure. And I, of course, you know, I love going to concert, but mm-hmm. before that, I didn't know, oh, I could actually host concerts. Sure, yeah. 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 Uh, well, I'm glad that you're on this path. I mean, it sounds like you're doing some really great things. Um, is there anything else that you'd like to um, say about Summer Stage or anything else you'd like to share with the Talking Taiwan audience? I think for me, Please definitely come see the show on July 29th because it's a rare opportunity to gather some really talented and very interesting musicians mm-hmm. to play at a large international music festival. Mm-hmm. Or just come see music in Central Park and all of the festivals in general because there are so many times when I go see or attend festivals or shows, I realize there aren't that many Asian audience. Yeah. I guess it has a lot to do when we grew up, it's probably not part of the leisure activities, but mm-hmm. but I think we should start doing that and bring our friends, our family, and just come see music because, you know, I as a curator enjoy the most for when I see my audience walking out with a big smile on their face. Yeah. It's yeah. very re- rewarding. Right. right. And where exactly in Central Park is it? So it's hosted at Rumsey Playfield, mm-hmm. which is the east side. So if you go from the 72nd entrance and 5th Avenue, you'll you'll see it. There's one path and that leads you to the stage. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the, the show is July 29th, Saturday from 6 p.m. to 10 p.m. And how can people support Tony's ways? I think that you're having some kind of a fundraising <laughs> yes. Yeah. Yeah. We yes, two two ways. So we are um, releasing some limited merch that we did for this year. Okay. So there's tote bag and keychain. Okay. You can find out more information on Chinese Waves Facebook or website, or you can just support it on. We'll be selling them on site on 29th as well, so you can also okay. come to the show. Okay. Uh, the, so you can the, buy, you can buy some of this merchandise. Um, Either online or on the day of the event. Yes. Great. Yeah. Well, thank you so much. It's such a pleasure Thanks having so you on the Talking Taiwan podcast. I'm really looking to the concert and seeing what you've come up with in the future. Thanks so much. Okay. I'll, I'll see you on the 29th. Yes. Thanks. Bye bye. I've been speaking with Mia Minya, the founder and organizer of Taiwanese Waves, a part of Summer Stage in New York Central Park. It's definitely worth checking out. I really think that the Central Park Summer Stage should be up there on the list of things to do in New York in the summer. It should be up there with other long-running traditions in Central Park, like Shakespeare in the Park. I know I'll be there on July 29th. To learn more about Taiwanese Waves, visit their Facebook. Just look for Taiwanese Waves on Facebook. And check out their website, www.taiwanesewaves.com. 
Thank you for listening to another episode of the Talking Taiwan podcast. I'm your host, Felicia Lin. Talking Taiwan is brought to you by Forumosa.com.